0: Started this morning, come on, somebody! Woo! Man, I love it. You guys are amazing. I love it. If you want to go ahead and turn in or on your Bibles today, you can do that. We're gonna hang out really in one of my favorite passages in the entire Bible. I preach on it actually once or twice a year. I, I just I think it's such an amazing principle and concept. Uh, in the Bible, it's in 2nd Kings chapter 4 if you want to go ahead and turn there We're gonna we're gonna mention some other scriptures that you can write down and go back to they'll come up on the screen um, But 2nd Kings chapter 4 and we're in the last week of our stay positive series um, Has anybody else found it at any point in time in 2020 a little difficult to stay positive sometimes? You know what I'm saying anybody brave enough to say yeah right here a little tough. Yeah, Um, It's been a little tough to stay positive. 2020, I don't know if you know it or not, has been really weird. It's been really weird. Um, But that's all right, because we can work hard to stay positive and trust God in this. And I want you to title the message this as you take notes today. Title it this, End end the Scarcity Cycle. End the Scarcity Cycle. Because one of the things that can happen, especially when there's an inundation... Of negativity and inundation of difficult news and weirdness and all this is we can have this scarcity cycle that kind of creeps into our minds and here's here's what happens because um, the truth is 2020 has been weird it's been difficult it's been frustrating but there's still reasons to be positive there's still reasons to stay positive and be encouraged and be uplifted during this season because here's the truth the gospel the gospel of Jesus is still being proclaimed all across this world I don't know if you know this or not, many of you probably don't, but through uh, video and audio through our podcasts and streaming online in 2020, uh, Radiate Church has been able to reach into states on a consistent basis each and every week that we've never actually been to, we have, have never had a reach into, and actually, we're outside of the country now and hitting other countries as well with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, what's celebrated is repeated but here's the great thing here's why I bring that up because it's not just us it is churches all across this nation all across this world that the gospel is being proclaimed all over the place in great and mighty ways like never before I don't know about you but that is a reason to stay positive for me you know what I'm saying not only that but people I've watched and seen during this season people are actually looking for reasons and ways to serve people like never before Like never before. Throughout the summer, the town of Elgin has done an amazing thing in partnering with United Way and some other things to help get food out. And we've been able to be a part of that each and every week or time that they do it. And it amazes me every time that there's more and more people out there to help serve, to help make it. People are looking for ways and reasons to serve others. People are selflessly giving Selflessly giving to meet the needs of others. And here's one of the things kind of as a church nerd, as a Bible nerd, that encourages me the most. I'm watching churches partner together to proclaim Jesus in their region, in their county, in their town, all across this world. Like I've never seen churches unite together before. Like it's an amazing, amazing thing to see because we still have reasons as frustrating and weird and difficult as 2020 has been, we still have reasons to be positive. Here's the truth though, if we're not careful, what can happen is the scarcity cycle can creep into our minds. And the scarcity cycle, I've dealt with it, I deal with it, you deal with it, we all deal with it. Here's what the scarcity cycle is. The scarcity cycle is the fear of there never being enough. It's the fear of there never being enough. And you can fill in the blank after the word enough. Maybe it's there never being enough finances. There never being enough love. There never being enough acceptance. There never being enough resources. Whatever it is, the scarcity cycle is the fear of there never, ever, ever being enough. I want to read Haggai chapter 1, verse 6. Some of you are like, Haggai, that's a book in the Bible? Yeah, Old Testament, it's page 772 in my Bible. Um, Haggai chapter 1, verse 6. I want to read the New King James version of it, though. I like the way that it puts it in that version. It says this, you eat, but you do not have enough. Scarcity cycle. You drink, uh, but you are not filled with drink. You drink. Do not have enough. right? You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, watch this, earns wages to put them into a bag with holes. Seems a little counterproductive, don't you think? If you're trying to collect something and you got a bag with holes, it kind of makes sense not to put it in there. But the scarcity cycle makes us believe that we put everything in a bag and it just slips through the holes all the time. It always slips through the holes. I I, I talked to a gentleman the other day and his significant other during the pandemic had lost her job and they had blown through their savings and, 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 and they're trying to rebuild and it's just a really difficult season for them. And the truth is reading... Through his words and, and through it, it felt like they had everything in a bag with holes. It, it had just gone away. Scarcity cycle makes us believe that we'll never have enough. It can never happen. Let me, let me show you a visual. I think it will help you as it's helped me. A visual of what the scarcity cycle looks like. It's going to come up on the screens. But we have to, we have to remember, first and foremost, that God always supplies First and foremost, everything we have, your job, your finances, your relationships, your car that you hate, your vehicle, your church, everything that we have, God supplies. Now, God may not always give us what we want, but he'll always give us what we need. Because what we want isn't always what we need. I want one of the new Xboxes, but I have one that works perfect. I probably don't need a new Xbox right now unless you want to give me one and I can we can level up with that later um God supplies and so what happens is is when God supplies we consume and when we consume what begins to happen is we begin to lack why because you're using what you had right so it makes sense the more you use what you had the less you have of what you had so you consume we then begin to lack, and when we begin to see the lack, what do we do? We begin to fear. We begin to get afraid. It's kind of a natural progression, and if we're not careful, the scarcity cycle can creep in, and, and we forget that God actually supplies and, and, and provides, and the fear that we feel makes us feel like he's not there anymore. I, I got a great picture that sums up the scarcity cycle in 2020. They're going to throw that on the screen right now. I think you'll appreciate this. Um, it, it really, there you go, right there perfect, right? The scarcity cycle of 2020. It's the toilet paper run of 2020. At the expense of being just a tad bit inappropriate, I think whenever we teach the history of the coronavirus, people are going to think that it might be a diarrhea thing when they hear It's disgusting. I know. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, whatever. Bad tissue, Paper towel, like, you know, you can't go. I found a, y'all, this is no lie. We were in Target the other day, or Walmart, actually, the other day, and I found one pack of toilet paper on the rack, and I was like, give me that! Nobody was around. I don't know when I'll ever be able to find it again. Scarcity cycle, right? God provides. We consume. Then we begin to lack. And then we begin to fear. So we overreact, and we fill our buggies like this. In whatever way possible, whether it's toilet paper and paper towels, or whether it's finances, whether it's time, whether it's resource, whatever it is. Maybe it's things that we don't even need to be filling our buggy with. We're just we're overreacting because we're lacking somewhere else, and now we're afraid. You know what I'm saying? And if we're not careful, this, uh, what was on the screen, the, the, the scarcity cycle becomes a part of our lives, and we can we can get frustrated. But here's how we can we can fight the scarcity cycle. It's actually found in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, in verse 20. I love the book of Ephesians. I love this this verse. Chapter 3 in verse 20. says this. Now to him, being God, who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. According to the power that works within us. I want you to hear the phrasing of this verse. It says, now to him, God, who is able. In other words, God's very character, nature, ability, Everything that he does is the abundant, beyond, exceedingly beyond all we could think or imagine. That is the God that loves us. That is the God that we serve. I used to read that verse and I used to go, God, I think you wrote that before you actually met me. Because I, how many other people are in the room or with me today and go, I got a big imagination. I can think about some big things sometimes, right? I can, man. Like, I got crazy dreams in my life. And, it, and I love the fact that it says beyond all that we ask or think or all that we think or imagine. How, whatever the ver- wording is in your version. I love that God goes, hey, you know the great things you think about? You know the amazing things that you dream up? You know the vision that's in your life? I want more than that for you. I want more than that. I want exceedingly. That means like over and beyond what you want for you. Amen? That's the God that we serve. The God of abundance. The the scarcity cycle, the way we fight it is this. We get our minds set on the kingdom mentality. Kingdom mentality is abundance not scarcity Kingdom mentality is I serve a God that sees my my fears that hears my prayers that wipes my my tears. I serve a God that can bring me out of anything. I serve a God that when my dad has to have a triple bypass, he can heal him in the hospital. I serve a God that gives scientists enough knowledge to create a pacemaker to keep me alive. I serve a God that can see my child through the difficult times. I see a God. I serve a God of exceedingly abundantly beyond all that I could think or imagine. That is the God we serve. The scarcity mindset is in opposition to the abundance mindset. Because when I know who God is, I serve Him with what? With reckless abandon because I already know who supplies, I already know who provides, I already know who He is, and I already know what He can do. And so whenever I go through difficult times, I can stand and go, yes, I still know that when I don't get it, you do. Then when I don't understand it, you do. Because you are the God of abundance Let's read the first two verses Very quickly of 2 Kings chapter, chapter 4 2 Kings chapter 4 Verses 1 and 2 Says this Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets Cried out to Elisha The prophet Your servant my husband is dead And you know that your servant feared the Lord And the creditor has come to take away my two children To be as slaves Elisha said to her This is so weird What shall I do for you? Tell me. What do you have in the house? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Three principles of provision. I'm going quick, so make sure you write these down. Number one is this. Don't discount what you have. Don't discount what you have. Verse 2. He says, hey, what should I do for you? Tell me. He asks this really weird question. What do you have in your house? Her her answer is actually really telling. She says, I don't have anything except one more jar of oil. That's it. My two sons and a jar of oil. That's all I got. The creditors took everything else. Don't discount what you have because scarcity is fixed on what you lack. Abundance asks, what do I have? You need to hear that today. I'm going to say it again so that you can amen me. Scarcity focuses on what I lack. Abundance asks, what do I have? Hey, there it is. You know why? You know how to tell if we're really in that scarcity mindset? How often do we say, I don't? I don't have. I can't. Not enough. All those things. How often is the word don't used in comparison to the word do? It's an indication that we may be in the wrong mindset Because I may go, I don't have enough money I don't have, I know you use this as the holidays We're working hard I don't have enough time can, can I tell you something about time they don't make anymore? Everybody gets 24 hours in a day And you have enough time for what you deem important If, 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 if it's important to you Guess what we all do every single time we find the time to make it happen I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't have time, I don't have resources, I don't have this, I don't have knowledge, I don't have wisdom here's a great thing about knowledge and wisdom, Google knows everything (laughs) just google it, YouTube can show you a video on anything you want to know in life scarcity focuses on what we lack abundance asks what do I have, well I, I, I may not have a lot of money but I have a car that gets me to a job, though I may not like it a lot, it's a job that pays my bills. So maybe I should stop whining about God's provision and be thankful for what He's given me. Oh, you know what? I, I, I've, got, I've got some extra time today in the afternoon that, that I can actually spend with my wife instead of sitting on my phone reading Gamecock or Clemson updates, right? Right? I got some time that I can invest. I got some, I got, hey, you know what? Here's, watch this. I got the ability to cook I can go cook for people that need it. Did you know on Thursday we went to the Elgin Christmas tree lighting for the town of Elgin and we had people in our church that spent time, hours of their time baking dozens and dozens of cookies to give to strangers they've never met before and may never ever see again, but they gave them cookies anyway. Do you know why? Because they looked and said, what do I have that I can do to make a difference in this world? I believe that deserves something right there. Abundance asks... What do i have because what i have is more important than what i don't stop comparing the blessing that you're walking in to the blessing somebody else has got because the a good blessing to the wrong person gives responsibility you're not ready to carry and it'll destroy you all right number one don't discount what you have number two watch this god does extraordinary with ordinary God does the extraordinary with ordinary, or he does miraculous with mundane, however you want to say it. I've used both. Verses 3 and 5, or 3 through 5 of chapter 4 says, Then he said, Go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get a few. That's important. Underline that. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons, And pour out into all these vessels, and you shall set aside what is full. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, and they were bringing the vessels to her, and she what? She poured. Hear me today. Your nothing may be God's something. She said, I don't have anything but a jar of oil, just a small jar of oil. That's all I've got left. And God said, great, bring me that. Because watch what I do with what you deem as nothing. Watch what I do with what you deem as insignificant. Watch what I can do with what you deem as mundane. Watch what I can do that's extraordinary with what you now see as ordinary. Watch what I can do whenever you go through seasons and years of faithfulness, of grinding and going through. Watch what I can do when you give it to me. God said, just give me what you got, the ordinary, the mundane, the frustrating, the aggravating, the things that you hate, the things that are, just give it all to me and watch me turn it into something. It says that jar of oil, she took it and she began to pour and pour and pour and pour. God wants what we have even if we feel like what we have isn't enough. Our nothing is often God's something. Which leads me to number three, and it's this. God's abundance follows faith. Verses six and seven says this. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. Watch this. And he said to her, There is not one vessel oil more. And the oil stopped. And then she came, and she told the man of God. And he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your sons can live on the rest. God not only met her need, but he met a need that she didn't even know she'd have in the future. Go live on the rest. Go live on the rest. God's abundance follows faith. I love, a lot of times we get this backwards, because I love the scripture that says, when you're faithful with little, I'll bless you with much. A lot of times we go, God bless me with much, and I'll be faithful with that. And God, here's why that doesn't work. Because it's a heart issue, not a thing issue. And so if I'm not faithful, if I'm reckless with a little bit, then when I get to the much, guess what? I'm going to be reckless with that. If I can't tithe on $10, I'm not going to tithe on 10000 Are you with me today? If I can't steward an elementary school cafeteria to be our church, then I'll take advantage of a, an 11,000-square-foot building that we get blessed with. Are you, are you with me today? If I, can't, if I can't love my spouse, then I can't love others either. If I can't steward my time, then I'll take advantage of everyone else's. Follow me today. We ha- God's, God's abundance follows Faithfulness. Watch this in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 9, in verses 8 and 11. It says this And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that, so here's the caveat to that He does it because, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed he wants to give you more than enough so that you have more than enough to do every good deed watch this verse 11 skip on down you will be enriched in everything for all liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to god in other words he gives us more than enough so we can be more than enough to others so that it turns to thanksgiving and praise to God. let, let me. I, the best way I knew to do this, I had to think about how can I make this happen? What, what can I make happen? If you got a, a red cup anywhere around you, grab that real quick. Grab that real quick in the room. And if you're not in the room online, you're going to see what I'm doing here in a minute. But the best thing that, that I know to do is this is us, right? And we come to the Lord and, and we get filled up with God, We get filled up right here, and we're living good, and we're doing great. <laughs> John. And we're doing great, and, and we're just living off of what we got. But here's the goal of life. Watch this. this is This right here is the goal of life. I'm going to show you. The goal of life is not to go, oh, I'm filled. I'm good. I'm feeling great right now. This is perfect. I'm living my life where I need to. No, the goal of life is to go, hey, Travis, what you need, man? You need some prayers? I got you, dog. Right here. Hey, man, you, you, need, you need a little bit of finance? I got you right here. I'll give you what I got. Oh, man, relationship. There you go. Sorry, I just wet you. That's awesome. Live illustrations are great. And then when we pour out everything we've got, what do we do? We go right back to the source. Go right back to God, the one that fills us. And we go, hey, God, will you fill me a little bit more? Because I'd love to be more of a blessing. I'll be more careful this time. And we, we just keep going, and we keep pouring, and we keep pouring, and we keep pouring, and we find need after need after need until we're empty again, until we're close to it, and then we go, all right, God, pour in, give me all you got, God. Help me be a blessing, God, because God is not concerned, hear me, about getting a blessing to you. He wants to get a blessing. Watch this through you. Hey Amen. I'll, I'll give you that encouragement you need. God's got his hand on your life. Hey, and I got you. Be careful when you make that when you make that uh microwavable meal. It's hot. She burned herself a microwave meal this week. Don't drop it. And then we come back and go, God, I need more. See, God is not God is not interested in filling you so that you're full and everybody sees it. God is interested in filling you so that you can go over here and go, hey, Ariana, I love you. We're in this together. We're both brothers and sisters of the same kingdom. I'll fill you. Our job is to be full so that we can fill others. And then we go back and go, hey God, Thank you for the finances, thank you for the resources, thank you for the time, thank you for the love, thank you for the life group, thank you for the team that I serve on, thank you for my church, thank you for this, thank you for my spouse, thank you for my kids. You keep filling me. Watch this. And maybe some of us are going, I don't feel God like that filling me anymore. Maybe it's because we stopped pouring and started storing. Because when did the oil stop? When there was nothing left to fill. God will not waste his blessing on the floor. We gotta be emptied. So he can pour in. Watch this in closing. John chapter three, verse 30. God, I love this. He must increase, but I must decrease. He must pour in. But in order for him to pour in, I must pour out. This is the goal of life. End the scarcity cycle stop worrying about I may not have enough you serve the God of more than enough stop worrying about you may not know how to get there you serve a God that's exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you could think or imagine stop worrying about you may not have more to give you give what you got he'll give you more to give I'm telling you be faithful with little he will bless you with much you're standing in the blessing of much right now today at 105 Sparkleberry Crossing Road why because we will be faithful Here's why he does it. You can go ahead and stand to your feet. I love it. And I just like you standing. Here's why. It's not because you're doing anything special. It's because you're his son and you're his daughter. And we're living the abundance life of I will pour out, you will pour in. It's a constant cycle that never lets us down. Why? Because he Hear me, I know you're sitting there today and some of you are going, I haven't given my life to God. This is the first time I've ever walked in church. I just come here because it's fun. Good, we make it fun to come to church so it's hard to go to hell. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're going, I don't have this, I don't have that. It doesn't matter what you don't have as long as you give everything you do to Him. It changes everything. Bow your heads with me today. Is there anybody in the room that would say, Pastor, I need to give my life to Jesus? I ain't got it all together. I don't even know how to read the Bible. I don't have a Bible. I don't have this. I don't have that. Uh, today, you're just starting with Jesus. You're just starting a relationship saying, I give you everything I've got. If you're in the room and you say, I need to start that relationship with the God that loves me, that sees me as his son or his daughter, and I need that forgiveness need that acceptance and grace and i want to pray that prayer today i'm not going to ask you to come to the front i'm not going to call you out but i do just want to see your hand today because i want to pray with you would you hold it up high if that's you amen amen anybody else we got three hands up anymore in the room come on there's some more church we're a family here and i would love for you to pray this prayer out loud with me if you're online today and you're just ready to give your life to jesus and submit at a whole new I just want you to just bow your head right where you are whether you're listening to this podcast later in the week or you're listening on your couch right now I just want you right now to just pray this prayer Church, repeat after me Dear Jesus, I give you my life Thank you For loving me No matter what Thank you For your life Sacrificed for mine I believe You died for me you rose again to give me victory and I give you my life for the rest of my life to spend, to spend eternity with you. I love you. Thank you for welcoming me into the family of God. Church, can we put our hands together for at least five people to get their lives to Jesus this morning?